Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, not to be negative, but uh, we are living in some very, very dark times right now. Very dark times. A lot of us are uh, experiencing this internal, this internal uh, real darkness, this dark times that we're experiencing in our own personal lives. It could be, you know, personal problems. It could be families, our children. It could be stress-related. Also, externally, when we look at the world outside of us, it looks very dark. Um, what is happening in our world, you know, children being targeted in schools, um, as a country, the news, every time we turn on the news or watch something online, that there seems to be this cloud of darkness going on around during this time. Also, politically, um, not only in, you know, in the United States, you know, us as priests, as religious, our faith is being targeted. It's, 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 uh, it's being targeted as something very dark, that we have to be quiet and be careful of what we say, even from the pulpit. Not only here in the United States, but even in Iraq, they're experiencing some really dark times right now. If you haven't heard, um, just from my understanding, but recently, this week, um, our patriarch is on the run. He's on the run or has to be on the run because the government officials over there want to get him and question him for some things that are going on um, and may even spend some time in prison. And this is a way to may right so possibly this may this is a reason of like just trying the government of pushing all the christians all of our brothers and sisters in iraq out of the country we don't want you here to take over our churches and so on and so forth and so just all around the world internally we're experiencing darkness in our own personal lives externally there's a lot of darkness that surrounds us and we have the tendency myself included we have the tendency right now to look at us in this generation that we live in, we have the tendency to look at this generation and say, this must be the darkest time, right? This must be the worst, the worst of the worst. And for some of us, even myself included, I can even start to think like this must be the end times. Jesus talks about when it starts getting really dark, it's coming to an end. Yeah, that Jesus' second coming is coming, that he's coming again. But darkness, brothers and sisters, has always existed. It existed before us we're experiencing it now and we will and it will darkness will even be here even afterward we're, we're gone from this world in today's readings um all the readings in today's gospel and today's readings all three readings there's a lot of darkness a lot of darkness going on so again as we sit here and we try to think and we say like this must be the darkest of times again darkness has always happened before us it will be here after us in the first reading, it comes to us from the Book of Kings. The Book of Kings was written 2,550 years ago. So just think about that for a second. 2,500 years ago, in that generation, they were probably thinking, this is the darkest of times. What we hear about in that first reading, we hear about a drought. There's no rainfall, and that lasted three and a half years. It wasn't one, two, three, four, five days. Three and a half years, no rain. Now, this is devastating for them during that time. Right? You need rain. They were farmers. They need rain for their crops, to feed their families. It's how they made money. And they're experiencing day after day this darkness. That to leave the country, maybe go somewhere else, find food. Probably people, many people died from starvation during this time. So very, very dark times for them during this time. Their time. In today's second reading, more darkness. Right? If we see this, this book, this, uh, we get the second reading today from the book of Corinthians. Right, St. Paul is writing to the people of Corinth, Corinthians, and Corinth is in Greece, modern-day Greece. So he's writing them a letter because he left Corinth, he left Greece, and he's in a different area. So he's writing them a letter. He's writing them a letter, and this book was written 
the Corinthians, this letter was written and made it into the Bible in the year uh, two, about 2,000 years ago. So 1 Kings, 2,500 years ago, darkness. Letter from St. Paul, 2,000 years ago, darkness. He says this in his letter to the Corinthians. He says, to this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in poor health. We are ill-treated. We wander about homeless. A lot of darkness going on in this letter. A lot of darkness. In today's gospel, more darkness, a very personal darkness for this man that we hear about in today's gospel. Again, the gospels probably came a little bit later, just about 50 years prior to St. Paul's letter, so a couple of thousand years ago. And the man in today's gospel, dropsy, right? What is dropsy? Dropsy is um, this swelling. Swelling, we don't hear about dropsy a lot today with modern day medicine, but this man is dealing with this internal darkness, this internal problem that he's dealing with. Dropsy is swelling caused by excess fluid trapped in your body's tissues, mostly around a person's hands, arms, feet, ankles, and legs, which causes this major excruciating pain even to walk to even pick anything up, to even stretch out your fingers. So this internal darkness, so a lot of darkness in, in the readings for today. But brothers and sisters, with all this darkness, whether it's 2,500 years ago in the first book of 1 Kings, whether it's 22,050 years ago in the letter to the Corinthians, whether it's from the gospel 2,000 years ago, how? How do they make it? How? What was, what was their light in the midst of the darkness? And the answer is Jesus. God was their light, capital L, in the midst of their darkness. And it was because of that they had hope. It was because of that they had faith. It was because of that that they were able to be a small L, the light, and go out in the world and say, God's alive. Jesus is with us. They didn't just have smiles on their face. They're not faking it till they make it. They're not jumping up and down. We feel so good right now. But they had a peace. They had a hope. And that hope doesn't come naturally. As human beings, we can become and start to internalize and become very dark ourselves. But their hope was in Jesus. Their hope was in God. And through that hope, through all of their darkness, they were able to be a light. Because Jesus is the light. With all this darkness that surrounds us today, right? We have to ask ourselves, if we see Jesus, is Jesus our light in the midst of my personal darkness, the external darkness, whatever it is that we're dealing with, is Jesus my light in the midst of what's going on? And we could say, yes, of course, Father, he is my light. You know, we come to Mass, we pray, he is my light. Of course, you know, why, why would you ask if he's my light? Of course he's my light. But... I want to look at it from a different angle, because we can be quick, myself included, to say, yes, he's my light. But there's two completely opposite ways to see the world today. Two completely opposite ways to see the world today. We can either be a vulture, or we can be a hummingbird. Both are birds, right? A vulture is a bird. A hummingbird is a bird. Both are birds, but each has a different reaction to their environment and how they see the world. Right? So today, today, we could say, yes, Father, Jesus, you're my light. I'm so happy. But when we put things in perspective, we could either be a, how we look at the world today, how we look at the darkness going on internally in my world, my internal world, or my external world. Am I a vulture? Or am I a hummingbird? 
Do I see the world as a vulture? A vulture is always looking for what's bad. A vulture is always looking for what's ugly. It's constantly looking for roadkill. If you see a vulture, right, then you know something nearby is dead because they're circulating the air and they're surrounding that area because something there is dead. Something there is bad. Something there is dark nearby. And if they keep looking and looking and looking, they're going to find what they're looking for. That's how a vulture operates. What's bad, what's dark, what's ugly, what smells, what's lifeless. But a hummingbird, on the, other, on the other hand, the hummingbird is always looking for what's good. It's always looking for what's sweet. It's always looking for life-giving nectar. If you see a hummingbird around, that means they're looking for sweet nectar. They're looking for what's sweet, what's good, what's joyful, what has life. That's how a hummingbird operates. Both birds, but how they see the world is completely different. One wants darkness and finds it. The other one wants light and they find it. If they're birds and we're humans and we're supposed to be more rational, more intellectual than animals, we're the smart ones. We have a choice how we see the world. And how do we see the world and the darkness in my world, a vulture or a hummingbird? Right? We, we all want to be a hummingbird. Nobody wants to be around a vulture. Right? Sometimes when we call people vultures, right, it's not a positive thing. So if you've been called a vulture, it's not positive. I just want to tell you today, in case you were thinking like, oh, wow, is that a compliment? It's not. <laughs> Nobody wants to be around a vulture. Negative, toxic, dark, always sees the negative in things. Every one of us has a deep desire as rational human beings created in the image and likeness of God to be a hummingbird. To see what's sweet, what's good, what gives light versus focusing on what's bad, what's negative, and what's toxic. We all have that internal desire intrinsically inside of us, how God has created us. We want to be a hummingbird. Right? We want to be a hummingbird. So how do I become a hummingbird? How do I become a hummingbird? How do I allow Jesus, the light, come into my darkness instead of a vulture who just remains in darkness? What does that look like? Right? What does that look like? Because we all have that desire. I want to be a hummingbird. I want to bring sweetness. I want to bring light into the world in the midst of what I'm going through personally or what's going on externally outside of me. And the answer is, how do we become, how do we, how do we become a hummingbird? How do I like, allow Jesus the light, capital L, come into my darkness so I can be a light, lowercase l, into the world? Right? How do I do that? And the response, the answer is to be a fool for Christ. To be a fool for Jesus. Three weeks ago, I defined a fool. A fool is a person who acts unwisely or acts recklessly. And we heard that three weeks ago in the gospel because Jesus calls the rich man a fool. Why? Because he was storing his treasure here on earth rather than focusing on heaven. And so Jesus says, you're a fool. Today your life will be asked from you, and here you are focused on this world. Why? Because, again, he was acting unwisely or acting recklessly. But we today heard in the gospel, I'm sorry, in the second reading, 
from St. Paul to the Corinthians, he uses the same word fools. He says, we are fools for Jesus. We are a spectacle to the world. The world looks at us and says, you're a fool. He says, we are fools for Jesus. I'm a fool for Jesus. I act unwisely and I act recklessly in the midst of my darkness by trusting in him. I put my hope in him. And the world says, you're crazy. You're weird. Take matters into your own hands. Be rational. Be smart. Be controlling. Make it happen. But how we find the light, Jesus Christ, in the midst of my personal darkness and be a light to others is when I act recklessly and have a radical trust in him, a radical hope in him. That's how we do it. That's exactly what it looks like. But St. Paul says, what does it mean, right? So he says, we are a fool for Christ. He actually goes on and letter, later on in, the, in this letter that we heard today, St. Paul gives the answer again and says what it looks like to be a fool for Christ on, from their perspective 2,050 years ago. He says this, that we might trust not in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. That's what it means to be a fool for Christ. Be a fool. Act recklessly. Act unwisely when things don't make sense. By putting our trust in our God. By putting our faith and our hope in Jesus. So that way when people look at us and say, you're kind of a mess. You know, you're going through this situation and, you know, this is going on in your life. And you see, but there, there's something about you. You just have a peace about you. There's a peace. There's a joy. You're not faking it until you make it. You're not trying to solve your problems on, on yourself. What is that? Can you please tell me what that is? And we can say, it's Jesus. He's my light in the midst of the darkness. And the world says, I want that. Teach me how. We're walking billboards, brothers and sisters, as Christians. You know, there's that, that saying or that quote, you may be the only Bible that anybody ever reads. Don't fake it until you make it. Don't put a fake smile on our faces. That's not what we're saying here. If we're truly connected to Jesus the light, in the midst of my darkness, I won't have to fake it. If I'm faking it, if I'm white-knuckling it, and I don't know how I'm going to get through this, and I'm having sleepless nights, and I'm a wreck at work, and the people around me are walking on eggshells, and I'm acting like a vulture, then I'm trying to be the light. I'm trying to be the savior in my own darkness, and that doesn't last. We actually spiral out of control even more. And again, oftentimes we say to Jesus in our prayers, Lord Jesus, just take away this darkness, take away this darkness, take away this darkness. And Jesus says, I want to enter into it. No, 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 I want you to take it away. I want you to take it away. I want you to do this, and I want you to do that. I, 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 I. And Jesus says, how about we? How about we? How about we do this together? How about let's be on the same team? How about be a fool for me? Which means act recklessly in trust. Act unwisely than what the world says, take matters into your own hands. Because then the peace comes, then the joy comes. And all of a sudden we are no longer in darkness 
even though I still may be experiencing darkness, I can be a light in this world that's in desperate need of light to help everyone around me get out of darkness. So brothers and sisters, today we come to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the light, and we say, we say to the Lord, Lord, be my light, capital L, so I can be a light, lowercase l, for all those I come in contact with who are in darkness. Amen?